I'd like you to take your Bibles this morning, and we're going to go to a few different places, and and um, we're going to be talking this morning about um, yokes, things that get around our neck, things that choke us out, things that are burdens, things that are heaviness, uh, curses, if you will, that seem to, to plague a lot of families, and, and some of you understand there are generational curses, there's things that... It seemed to happen in a lot of families, and it seems to be generational. You see it generation after generation after generation. And, and um, here's the thing. Sin is uh, spiritual. Uh, it's something that takes place in every family, but sometimes there's, there's things that we get exposed to that gets a little deeper, a little more, uh, a little more intense, a little more magnified on, on the depths of it. And, and I will say this to you that, uh, there is a demonic spirit behind all sin. It's just the way Satan works. He works in, in the demonic. And, and I shared this Wednesday night about a gentleman who came and shared his heart to my, with my wife and I this week. And, and I don't know if he was ready to hear everything I shared with him, but he began to share the difference in his son when he's messed up and when his son is straight. And I said, oh, man, I said, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Whenever, whenever he's high and he's messed up, it's so demonic because... Uh, it's everything is about them. The anger is there. And if you've ever lived in a household where drugs are prevalent and, and drugs are there and, and you've watched it in, in your family and you see the personality changes and you see how horrible it is, you see that it is also extremely spiritual. Um, uh, the, the strongholds are, are deeper than just a, just a physical craving. They become a spiritual craving. Uh, it's kind of like a person who has a, a compulsive sexual sin addiction it becomes so compulsive it controls everything about the same way with drugs and alcohol it, it goes above and beyond the normal things of sin because the attachments are so deep and and i'm not hating on it. i'm just telling you it's the reality of how things happen and and i'm going to read three verses to you just briefly because this is how i think that god created us this is how i think he envisioned us this is what i think that his purpose and his direction in our life was I don't ever think it was about a curse. I don't think he ever had in mind that we would be bound with things that, that seem to plague families or plague individuals or, or keep raising their head and resurrecting and, and coming back against us. I think he, he created us with a purpose that's much greater than that. And it's Psalms 118, if I can ever get through Psalms 119, back to it. Psalms 118 and verse 17 says this, <clears throat> I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. You may not understand that yet, but we're going to go back to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter uh, 28. Uh, I will not live, I will not die, I will live. And in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 13, it says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do, and to do them. Here's the deal, there's conditions in everything that we do. But in this passage, he said, I will make you the head, not the tail. I will make you the first, not the last. I've got a purpose for you that you will live, you will not die. That's the way his purpose was from the beginning. So regardless of what your week was like and your month was like and your past 40 years was like, that was never the intentions of our God in your life. This is not minimize sin. This is showing that there was a plan above and beyond your sin. In the book of Mark in chapter 3 and verse 25, it, it makes reference to this. It says, where a house is divided, it cannot stand. It cannot thrive. When a kingdom is divided, it cannot stand. It cannot thrive. So how do I turn things in my life and divide the kingdom of sin and righteousness? 
What is it that I do to help divide this kingdom and this thing which is working against me? So I'd like you to go to the book of Isaiah and chapter 27. And, and when I spoke in this, whenever it was in the past, this is the passage that I used. I just don't know really the direction I went with it back at that time. But in the book of Isaiah in chapter 10, I'm not going to read it out of the King James. I'm going to read it out of NIV and then the Young's translation. NIV uses the term anointing. If you know what anointing means, anointing can mean excessive oil. It can mean abundance of oil. And in the Old Testament, oil was critical. It was, it was what everything in life revolved around. With their lighting, to their food, to their lubrication, to their joints, everything had to do with the oil. Where there was lots of oil, there was prosperity. And that's where I'm going to read this in, in Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. And that day their burden will be lifted from your shoulders. The yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be broken because you've grown so fat. The young translation says, And it hath come to pass that in that day turneth in his burden from off his shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and destroyed hath been the yoke because of thy, thy prosperity. Let me stop here for a minute. I'm going to talk to you about the NIV version. If that's what you have, highlight it. Because I believe the way that bondages get broken, things that get into our life that is ungodly and it's not pleasing and it isn't right, is through spiritual growth. So how do I grow spiritually? It takes, it takes time and it takes effort. But there's a lot of people that get yokes back around their neck. And, and I've been, I was looking for videos and pictures and, and the different things I was trying to find to show a video of about the heaviness of yokes. But if there's something about a yoke, it, it keeps your attention because you're always tied to something else. And in this passage, when they begin to say it through the, through the fatness and through the, and through the prosperity of who we are, that's how you break yokes. But how do we break yokes spiritually? When there's things going on, how do we continue to grow? And I just begin to think, Lord, growth is inevitable for those who seek you. And what happens when something no longer fits and it breaks off is it's because there's been growth there. You know, if you deer hunt at all, you know that, that Deer rub trees with their antlers, you know. They just do. They've got these preorbital glands above their eyes, and they kind of get their head in there, and they have little secretions that come out and marks their territory. But one of the byproducts of them rubbing trees is an inflamed neck. And so the, what their neck used to look like no longer looks like that because effort has been exerted against something. And it's the same way in your life and mine. When we begin to exert things that begin to benefit us spiritually, those things that once fit around your neck, those bondages that once held you captive, those bondages that once controlled everything about you. You know, in the book of James, it says that we can control everything on the planet except what? Except our tongue. An unruly fire, something that we say. But Scripture says that a man who controls his tongue is a perfect man. I made reference to this, I think it was last Wednesday night or the Wednesday night before. To think about controlling your tongue goes back to what? In the book of Exodus, whenever God said to Moses, let me tell you why we don't control our tongues. Because you don't pray to control your tongue. The reason you don't control sin and other things and habitual things in your life is because you don't pray about it. You don't do the extra to make it different. You don't make it not fit anymore. Is this making any sense? Because there's people sitting here this morning that's got a yoke around your neck so big that it dominates you. It's there every waking moment. It's always there. You're always catering to it. And you're doing nothing to get it broke off. It only comes through, through discipline. Let me go to my notes. So what does this mean? Growing beyond the con con confines of the yoke. You have to outgrow that thing that has held you bondage. 
You have got to break loose from that thing that has always dominated you. And it doesn't just come because you come to the altar one time. But you come the second time, and the third time, and the 47th time, and the 55th time, and whatever it takes until your spiritual man continues to grow that you are so muscle-bound, the no-yoke can get wrapped around your neck again. Because I don't care who we are here this morning, there is no bondages that are pleasant. None. From eating, to gossip, to cursing, to food, to, I said eating, to drugs, to alcohol, to sexual things, to control all of those things are often overcome because of the way we discipline ourselves. Recognize that you are not designed to be controlled, but you were designed to be free. Isaiah chapter 10. Let me go back there. I'm going to read this in the King James. How many of you love the King James? Wow. Overwhelmingly, eight. How many of you read another version? Overwhelmingly, more. And that's okay. You're not going to hell or heaven because you read heaven, you read King James. Just so everybody knows, Jesus did not read the King James. I want you to know this too. The disciples did not read the King James. Some of you didn't know that. Some of you thought that's who read it, and it wasn't. Okay, let's get off this. So Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 20 says this. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel, and such are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. The remnant shall return even unto the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, listen, yet a remnant of them shall return, and consumption decreed shall overthrow with righteousness. How does the remnant, listen to me, we have, have, we have thousands of people in Stoddard County that are addicted to a variety of things. And there's only a remnant that will ever get the yoke off. There's only a remnant and you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. You were chosen and picked. There's something unique about your life. You may not see it that important. But there is something unique about you. I don't care how long you've been what you've been. And that yoke may be huge and it may be heavy. There is no way in God created us that he created you to have the same yoke that maybe generations before had. He has created us to be different, to be set apart, but it will not take place. If you have a lust problem, if you have a problem looking at every guy that goes by or every woman that goes by, friend, that will not be broken until you begin to strengthen your spiritual man. And you begin to no longer place value on that, but you begin to place your values on something higher than that carnality that's so rapidly in our country. As our net grows, as we discipline, as we grow in our walk with the Lord, and we return to the altar. This is a little news flash. There's, there's not a one of us in here that doesn't have to come to the altar and get honest with God. Uh, I think so often, I was sitting here a while ago when we were doing worship, and, and I was praying the prayer of David, Oh Lord, search my heart and know me. See if there be a wicked way in me. See if there be anything that, that can hinder you, because I'm going to tell you, hindrances will come. Hindrances have been in this church before. I have been in services that the hindrance is so heavy, an opposing spirit. And you may think that's weird, but it's truth. I remember I was listening to someone um, on the radio or a minister here recently, and he was talking about he was in a service. And while he was speaking, the Lord spoke to him and said, that girl sitting on the back row was a witch. And so was her mother, and so was her mother's mother. And he said, I want you to go and confront her and ask her if she wants to give her heart to Jesus. 
He said, Lord, how in the world am I going to do this with a witch sitting in the back? Go ask her if she wants to give her heart to Jesus. So we got down, and he went back to her, and he said, young lady, I'm so-and-so. She said, yeah. He goes, I know that you're a witch. I know your mother's a witch, and I know that your grandmother was a witch. But you're here this morning. Do you want to give your heart to Christ? And she said, yes. At that moment, everything changed. Listen, there had been a bondage around her neck for years. It had been spiritually heavy. There had been a presence here. You may think, well, that's just freaks. No, it isn't just freaks. We're entering into a season next weekend, and I'm going to be speaking on that tonight about uh, becoming unequally yoked with unspiritual things, things that we allow into our lives and things that we allow into our hearts in this season of unholiness that's going to come in next Monday or Tuesday night. And some of you think, oh, here we go about the pumpkins and the whatever. Well, I'm just going to tell you this. I'll tell you tonight. We'll leave it alone. I'll tell you tonight. Sadly, many people never remove it. They never outgrow it. They don't battle it. They just settle with it. Really? Really? Is that what you think your life is here for? Is that why you were here? You came here and God designed you, and even at your conception, we've got, we got Walker here. Just bring him up here, Layton. I need, to, I need to hold him just for a second. And, and I know I've touched other people's hands. I haven't used Germanex, and I haven't got the brush and scrub my nails yet, but I'm just going to hold him anyway. We're going to believe that he's protected from anything, all right? And, uh, yeah. Okay, this is a tiny infant. There is no way. You look like me? No, really? There is no way. There is no way you can tell me that God designed him to have a yoke around his neck. There is no way you can tell me that when you were born, I don't care what kind of family you were born into, and it may have stunk, and it may have been horrible, and your, and your parents may have been less than ideal, and, and maybe you've been adopted, and maybe you've been passed around family to family, whatever, it doesn't matter. You were never born like this to have a yoke. But some of you have got yokes around your neck and they have dominated you. You don't know what to do because you feel helpless. You're, you're so indecisive. You don't know what to do. You need to have him back, buddy. But he's crying. He's, yeah, I, got, I got him all gummed up. He's not used to yelling yet. So here you go, baby. But, but there's no way. There is no way. And Scripture says that there is no respect for a person's with God. He does not look at Walker with any more significance than he does you. But some reason in our life, we think, well, this is my lot in life. And we sit back and we go to our deathbed with this big old yoke around our neck that nobody knows but us. And it dominates us and it plagues us. Well, I'm here to tell you this whole message is that you don't have to come to church here with a bondage around your neck. You don't have to come, you don't have to live the rest of your life with this thing that has dominated you. And that's why we're going to pray here. And I'm going to ask the guys to come back up. And I want you to sing... Uh, uh, Hang on. Death was arrested. That's it. I want to sing death was arrested. Oh, my goodness. I'm leaving halfway through. Sadly, many never remove it, and they never outgrow it. They just settle with it. Mike Temple, and a guy I've used, I've used many times over the years, and, and messages, a guy that went through Team Challenge. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never, I never will forget this. He'd been through the home center of four months, and here we are at Kate Team Challenge, and he'd been there several months, and we had a, we had a black fellow come in by the name of Andre, uh, Andre, what was his last name? It doesn't matter. His name was Andre, 
And Andre come in and preach. He's a great big 6'4 dude. And he lays big old mitts on people's hands and heads. And he's praying for them. And I remember him. He confronted him about his past. And he's praying for him. And, and he said, man, we're going to pray that God delivers you. And this was Mike's words. He said it with all that he could say it. And he had been sexually abused as a little boy. And he was raised by a woman and always abused by men. And, and so he got into a pattern of homosexuality. And I remember Andre speaking something over him. He goes, this is all I've ever known. And to be honest with you, some things that we have that are yokes, it's something that we were born into. And it's all that we've ever known. But just because it's all that you've ever known doesn't mean that it's all you ever have to know. Doesn't mean it's all you ever have to have. I, I believe something different. I believe the same way with Walker is the same way with you. You were never born to be yoked. The reason I read those first three scriptures, that you are the head, you are not the tail. You are the first, you're not the last. But friend, you've got to come to a place that you look like this. My house will not be divided. But if you have a divided house right here between you and him, friend, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will never have freedom. You will never have freedom. You've got to come to grips with yourself. And I'm, I'm, we're going to close. But you've got to come to grips with yourself and say, I'm tired of the yoke. I'm tired with, with whatever I'm dealing with, what's ever been on me or what's ever been placed on me, whatever. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and we're going to sing Death Was Arrested. And the reason I want them to sing this is because, listen, I'm tired of people dying with yokes. I'm tired of people living with bondages that have no place in the life of a believer. Matter of fact, I'm tired of unbelievers living with yokes around their neck, and they feel like that's the way life is. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. I know what time it is. I'm aware. I've only spoke for about 25 minutes or so. Just don't rush off because we're going to go straight to the point. As he begins to play this, a death was arrested. Friend, if you're here this morning and you've got yokes and there's things around your neck that are dragging. Let me go a step farther. Some of you have got yokes around your neck that somebody else put on you. Turn me up just a little bit, Brian. Some of you in this place this morning, you have yokes around your neck that somebody else placed. You didn't place it. Somebody else done it. Somebody else is doing it. And they're trying to keep you bound in this place of a yoke around your neck. And friend, if you're tired of the yoke and you're tired of the bondage and you're tired of the junk, you're going to come up here this morning because you're going to come believing. Because death was arrested and new life in Christ began. You're not going to be delivered because a pastor touches you. Anybody else touches you. You'll only be delivered because God himself is reaching into your life. So how do I stay delivered? He can set you free, but friend, you've got to develop the discipline and the work to grow your neck. Grow yourself above and beyond that bondage. So if you're here this morning and you feel like there's a yoke that's attached to you, I'm going to ask you to boldly stand up and come up and pray. Stand in the front and kneel down, whatever you want to do. But friend, don't be afraid to believe God this morning because regardless of generational curses and regardless of the way it's been, this is a day for you to wake up and this yoke begin to be removed in your life. I'm going to ask you to respond now if you will. Friend, this is up to you.